can I ask a personal question then? In your, or, yeah, so Always. I'm thinking just after you're saying that, I'm thinking, so you've you obviously gone down the real estate path in the past. I'm sure you've answered this before, but your current path now and your real estate path, if you look at, if you compare them, what, what was the distinction? Did you, did you have that feeling as you were going down the real estate path towards the end that you were thinking, well, if I just scale this, if I just grow this, and then you kind of stopped and said, hang on a minute, I've got to change trajectory here. Is that, yeah. Yeah. Is that what my, happened? My, my thinking was, I'll be very honest with you, at the end, we were trying something very risky and burning a lot of cash. Mm. Right? I'll be, very, I'll be very straight with you. And I, I kind of agreed with the investing support I had. Six-month kind of runway from the start of 2020. Otherwise, it'd kind of be time to pivot direction. And I thought maybe I'll actually refresh what I'm working on. But if not, I re- and I really believed in what we were doing and I was excited and hoping to be able to bring that to people. And I thought if I scale this, I'll then be able to do whatever I want. Although there was always nagging this mind, this idea that what if getting super successful in the traditional sense of scaling it might actually be counterintuitive because it would actually consume more of my time and attention. But I figured, no, nah, no, nah, I'll be able to figure that out. You know, if you're in control, you just got to be really deliberate about what you do. And I don't know if that was necessarily true. Now, the funny way to answer your question is that I really, I think COVID, you know, Taleb talks about randomness, but I would say randomness is not an adequate word. I just say nature and things happening for reasons is is like it's eerie but it just seems like i was so destined or not destined but it was intended that i was to be given a reason to rethink things by covid mm-hmm. like it was a it was a shift and it was a wake-up call i do think that because you can go to i could have gone down that path i mean i was quite it was quite genuine like it was quite exciting in the end like i really believed in what we were doing and i enjoyed I enjoyed doing it, but I still knew, hmm, like real estate, like my life can be something that does this. Uh, and I guess that, that this is some version of what I'm doing now. Deeper things, things that got to matter more than property. They've got to matter more. But again, there's not necessarily anything wrong with selling property. There's nothing wrong. This is why the biggest lesson of that chapter of my life was I only do what only I can do. Right. Yeah. I only do what only I, I can do because, you know, I'm not going to be too like modest or anything here. I do back my abilities. I feel like there's a lot of different things I could go and do. But in saying that, that's theoretical because really, if I know what I am meant to be doing, if I have a good sense of what I'm meant to be doing, I actually really can't go do all the other things that hypothetically I can do like real estate because I just don't have the motivation and drive that I would knowing that I'm not doing this. I do believe that your, your highest, best express self is yourself in the highest, I guess, leverage thing you can be doing. Leverage in terms of it impacts most people and it's most meaningful to you. Because meaning, meaningful kind of encompasses some level of fun and some level of purpose. And I, like, I, I really believe that. And I think 
there's a lot of high potential people get caught doing great things, but not things that only they can do. And once you've gone through whatever this journey is, you know, I think we're kind of the framing we're starting to use now is this concept of like the exponential career, because this is the reality of the post-internet world. You don't really have to trade off income for fulfillment and impact in work anymore because of how many options there are. No, there's not many people who shouldn't be able to like optimize. And it's probably that you're actually going to maximize them both. If you, if you do like the, the, the most leveraged thing you could be doing. Yeah. I think that's, does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's the, you meet better people, better people help you learn more. You're learning more. You're meeting better people. You're enjoying it more. It's more meaningful. And if all those things are happening, you're more impactful. So they actually all go together rather than I've got to trade off enjoyment because I've got to do what makes money first and I can have joy when I'm 40 or 50 or 60 or however fast I get to this terminal velocity of financial freedom. And this is why what's his saying in that passage makes sense because all I've really done, I'm very confident in the last two years, is made the only real downside is a short-term trade-off in cash flow. (laughs) (laughs) But short-term, because there's that many asymmetric bets I've placed, uh, like on paper and off paper. So on paper, I mean things I've invested in, money, like invested in, other than, say, property, because there's probably, for me, big asymmetric bets, right, in companies and stuff like that, and some crypto opportunities and whatever. And even off-paper investments, off paper is like, I know how much I'll learn in constant student working on that and working on this education philosophy and everything like that. Those are some huge investments. They will enable me, able me to do all sorts of work, no matter how it goes. Right. So like my market value, if you will, will go up. So in terms of turning it back into income, that'll be boosted by taking this route for now. And then that's where I feel like we get to this place where it's, that settling what he says in this passage, even though what they do may make very little money, that doesn't necessarily mean make very little money forever. It's, it's, a, it's more of a short-term trade-off. And the, the thing is, for me, it's not really a short-term trade-off because, and I'm not trying to be naive here, but everything that's involved in the process, by process, I mean what I get to do every day, not what I get to do when I'm 40 and I've done this and that, then I can do what I love. What I get to do very de- every day, like, like it's hard to think about how it could be better now. Yet there's all this other kind of reward that can be, you know, financial and otherwise that comes on the other end. And so it doesn't make sense to do anything else. Yet it's still difficult to communicate to people. And obviously it's very nuanced to help other people really map that out exactly and get to living that way as soon as possible. But it will get easier and easier. And when you say easier and easier, I imagine you're talking about this cultural shift that we're going to have as people start looking back. As our kids, for example, start looking back on how we created things in our lives and people will start seeing unconventional unconventional paths to what they're doing, You know, not just going out and getting a job just for the sake of it and sacrificing exactly what you're talking about. There'll be a lot more. Not settling, not settling. Yeah not settling. It is cultural. The other factors that are going to be very big, big weird word right now, web three. I don't know if that language will continue, 
you know, it's the next big internet thing, basically, right? And the concept of DAOs within that, and a lot of the things coming out of that, all right, that might not make sense to people right now, but that is going to, that's technical change, but it'll also circle back and impact the culture because of the change accelerating. So for example, we've got constant student now, right? And we've got X amount of members. And you know what it is usually, and what it is right now, is someone, say me and Scott McEwen, own the entity and people, whatever, pay their membership. And then, you know, we allocate the resources how we want and we, you know, try and make a good experience, but ultimately we're in control. And the concepts that are coming, things like DAOs, is where the other members of the community will be able to have a say. They'll have even actually be able to own a piece of something like the constant student. All right. It's almost like they've invested in it. And you get to invest and own a piece of the thing you're enrolled into, like a online or in-person community. They're creating these for real estate. So even if the concept's complicated, don't worry about that so much now, but think about the principle. The principle is a lot more co-ownership, a lot more incentive alignment, and then a lot less need for you to like manually work on things you don't like doing to develop a sustainable lifestyle. And when you remove that, you create all these different options for people. And then you actually have an interest in shepherding people to what they're interested in. And the reason why people like me have an interest shepherding people to what they're interested in is because that's where they're going to perform the best. So that's a win-win too. So you've got, you've got a lot of converging is the best word. Converging, think of four lanes on, on the highway, not not going parallel, but actually melding together. You got all these converging factors more than the average person can compute in the, in their brain that it in the next 10 to 15 years going to absolutely flip things. And it is very worth going down the rabbit hole, whether it's, I don't know, we've got maybe, I think it's a, by the time this is out, the constitution YouTube channel or just any, any like blog or, you know, go, a, a simple Google search <laughs> opens up or YouTube search opens up these rabbit holes. They're very worth going down. They're very worth going down. We are talking about a fundamental shift in how we live. And it is, it seems incredibly positive. And, it, it, you know, come back to what we've been talking about with Watts's prediction and he's not the only one. I've seen it in some other books and stuff too that came before the internet era. It's, it's baffling to me, but they, they saw it coming. Without knowing the technology, they knew that people would not put up with this, this, this hangover from the industrial revolution that we kind of are dealing with. Scary to think of it like that. <laughs> It's scary until you let it sit, until you sit with it for a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, just I've had no awareness prior to these kind of discussions of really thinking of it like that. So it's good. It's very, very useful in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It requires. So what it will require, and this is, I guess, when um, in the exponential career thing we're creating, we're big on this and, and we're big on this in constitution, right, is, I guess, leadership. Because with so much different opportunity, what we need is a new layer of freaking values and ethics in society. 
so people you start using things for the right reasons right they look out for people because a lot of people are going to have think about this technical literacy gap right that you're you're waiting you're waiting through i'm kind of i may be one of the people pulling you through it but i don't even know how deep on it i am <laughs> there's people in google and stuff like that who are working on real shit beyond what i know about and so you we really need the people in those positions creating leverage technology and big changes more than ever we're going to need them to be very ethical and care about other people because there's so much advanced there's so many ways to now you know think about something like amazon or facebook or google how much power they have right so much of what the world how the world functions revolves around them so it's things like that anyway that was a very um, zoom out. So we'll do one more episode on Alan Watts tomorrow, which is exciting. Talking about reality and perfect society. Good way to tease this in actually. We've done a full mind bend with you in the last, this will definitely have been two episodes by this point. So excited, <laughs> excited for tomorrow. Thanks Luke though. It's fantastic prompting questions as always, mate. You're welcome, mate. It's been fun. <laughs>